welcome to Beehive Eats. I'm Meg and I'm here with Irene. Hey, Irene. Hi, Meg. How are, How you? are you? Oh my gosh, jinx. Um, I'm fine. You know, I'm like bundled up in my bed because it's freezing and it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, we're on Zoom today because it is snowing yet again on March 30th. 30th. March 30th. And not like a, not like mm, a few flakes, like a blizzard yeah it's I um, I, (laughs) you didn't have this because I work in several school districts but in Davis we had a snow day on Monday like school was fully canceled on Monday can you believe that no and I need people to understand like it always snows in Utah in the spring we'll get like freak snowstorms but this is this has been non-stop like it has been been relentless yes And my kid, I mean, I was a teacher for seven years and I've had children like in school and the most we, I had maybe a snow day in all my seven years of teaching and my kids have had like a late start. This year we've had like four late starts and a snow day. Like it is crazy. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. Me too. (laughs) Can we just get out of the season? Sometimes I'm like, what if winter never ends? What if this is, what if we're in Game of Thrones and it just is like, it's just like winter forever. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know what I would do. And before we eating my feelings, I guess. Before we went, um, before we started recording this, we were talking about Vanderpump and I've been watching it too. But what the thing that really gets me right now is like, the weather they're like outside hanging out eating outside and I'm like I'm just like coveting the weather I just like need some warmth I I just watched a scene from season one where Stassi and her mom sit down to lunch in this like beautiful patio and the sun is shining they're like oh it's so hot and I'm like what I wouldn't give What I wouldn't give to be sitting on a patio and think it's a bit too warm season one man that is what 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 a tv star i know she like turns bad i mean she's not good in this she's like a bad person from the start but i think she gets worse um anyway so it's cold here we're eating our feelings we're gonna talk (laughs) about what we've been eating but first let's talk about top chef because it's back baby oh yeah 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 yeah. i just i love being reminded that this show is so good i <laughs> so love this show. good it's so good um so this season it's like an international top chef um and it has like a bunch of finalists or winners from in from top chef around the world and they're all competing together it's called top chef world all-stars and it's in london and so far, I'm loving it. I am too. Does it make you want to go to London? Uh, not really. Does it make you want to go yes, to London? Yes, it really makes me want to go to London. <laughs> um, Even though the last challenge, I was like, none of this pub food looks good. Oh like, gosh. it's also beautiful. All the scenery is so beautiful. I mean, it just reminds me that English food is really just, like, not that good. <laughs> no, it's I terrible. I was like, they're doing they're doing this in lunch like the food yeah when they but, were doing, like, the pub crawl food I was like okay this is why 
I mean, we go to London for a lot of reasons. I don't think we go to London for the food. That's but I think you, my... I think you can now. I think there's so much international. Oh, of influence course now. now. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean like inherently British food is maybe not. It's not like... good. It's not good. <laughs> maybe not like what I want. I mean, fish and chips are good, but like, how sure. often do you eat fish and chips once right. a year? Yeah, like once a year. Yeah. Um, who are you liking? Um. I love okay I'm trying I'm looking at the list right now I mean I do love Buddha even though last okay, year Irene, I hated you Buddha, hated Buddha but I, I did think he's Buddha, my favorite but he's less annoying he, there's like well first of all we're still in the very beginning stages there's only yeah. been what three episodes and so we're still in the part where we're not like interacting with them for a long time well we're not interacting with them at all but we don't see a lot of them in long snippets because there's so many right um but i do respect buddha for the food that he makes he really just makes really good food his standards are very high and so he turns out a good plate of food i don't like him i don't want to go to dinner with him still but i do respect his food you know yeah that's fair uh, uh yeah, I think he's great. I like the woman from Canada um, who made the York- Yorkshire pudding. The Yorkshire pudding. Uh Nicole? Is that her? Yeah, name? Nicole. Okay. I like her. I like the woman I from like. I don't remember which part of Africa, but she's really fun. Is she um, the one from Italy, actually? Is that what it is? Yes. But like she- she it's, was the runner-up in Italy, Top Chef Italy. But she came but from But she's Africa, from right? Congo. Yeah. I like her. I think she's uh, really good and fun to watch. Oh, I loved May, and she is gone now. I think May got done dirty. Yes, because of that guy with the mustache, right? Isn't he yeah. in Canada, too? Yes. Is he? Yeah, because I didn't recognize him. Yeah, but they're scotch egg. Like, they could have done so many interesting things, and they're the only team that, like, straight up made the dish, and they were unsuccessful. But They had bad vibes, like, with each other, and that is never good for a dish, you know? Can I I tell you, I've become, like, weirdly obsessed with scotch eggs since that episode. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I like scotch eggs, but now I'm, like, determined to make it because it seems Really? Yeah. It does seem really hard really hard but I watched a TikTok of a guy that made one and I was like that looks kind of good that looks kind of <laughs> delicious so I want to try need it to make it how have you not made it yet I'm mad well, because you need like uh, what so can you remind me what the scotch egg is yeah well and this is the problem it's not ju- I like just don't have sausage lying around so it's like I've got to commit if I'm gonna make oh, it because okay. it's a it's a soft boiled egg wrapped in sausage breaded and fried which like disgusting, but also maybe good. Like so probably disgusting, but also maybe good. Egg first, and then you wrap raw sausage around it, mm-hmm. and then you bread it, and mm-hmm. then you fry the outside, and it stays soft on the inside. It yeah, so like it's panko. It's panko, so it's like crispy. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, a good yeah, crispy yeah. fry. But the sausage is cooked, and then you hopefully have a jammy yolk. I mean. I want you to make it, man. I know. I kind of want to, but it I feel like it's one really of, hard. It sounds like one of those things you have to fail at a bunch before you succeed. And I'm like, <laughs> am I willing to go through that? Well, listen, we will be having to boil a lot of eggs because it's Easter. 
Yeah, but so guess maybe what? you can just soft boil a bunch of eggs and then you just have them, you know? <sighs> soft boiled eggs are like hard to manage though, too. Well, I mean, imagine a soft boiled egg and then wrapping it with sausage and frying it. It sounds very difficult. Sounds hard, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's. Okay. I really also love there. Sarah, the one from Kentucky. Oh yeah. She and was great on Kentucky. Yes. She was. And then, um, I'm trying to think. So Dawn's gone, which she, I don't know. Dawn I, was bringing a bad energy if so we're being chaotic. honest. Yes, yeah. She's so chaotic. I don't love her. Um, and her food was also like had a little bit of chaotic energy. Also, I do realize, I mean, like, I'm sure she's a great chef, but I feel like being a great chef and then being good on top chef are two very different things. You yeah, know? it's a different skill set. Um, and then duh, 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 I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching um Last Chance Kitchen? Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, I just watched the most recent episode so we could talk about it. Um, Yeah, I think Dawn, I don't know, she said something interesting and she was like, you know, I've just been trying to survive between Top Chef and this season. I'm like, maybe doing this wasn't the best move for you. You know, it sounds like you weren't in the right headspace for this. So then she, so then the last Top Chef or last, last chance kitchen, there were three, three people competing, right? It was Dale and Dawn and May. And yeah. then I know that Dale won, but then did two get to move on? Yeah, Dale and May got Okay, to move so on. I was thinking May's gone, but she's not gone. She's still in Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. And I like her. I hope she keeps winning unless one of my other favorites gets kicked off and has to compete. Yeah, yeah. Um, um So I really like Amar, and um, I, I do find it like, are, is it unfair that the U.S. judges are judging the all of the international contestants? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It seems I know that there are guest judges and stuff, but it seems like I'm I'm nervous that you know their palettes are maybe you know I don't know. That's funny. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, maybe we're like you know, the, like yeah. I mean, like just more. They're definitely different flavors and combinations and things that that are not you know common or whatever in the united states and so it's like i mean granted we know gail and tom are very well they have a very sophisticated palette obviously that's not what i'm saying but like yeah. i don't know it's just interesting um there was one other thing. I was, oh, it also, I did not realize Top Chef was in all these separate countries. Yeah, me neither. I had no idea. Poland? Like Top Chef Poland? You know? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but like, what is, it's gotta just be potatoes, right? Like the <laughs> chef from Poland is like obsessed with potatoes. And, and then, I'm like, yeah, that's what you eat in Poland. Top Chef Brazil, you know? Yeah, I bet that one's fun. Yeah um okay so anyway i'm excited for top chef it'll be great i'm enjoying it so far we'll keep checking in uh we'll keep checking in we'll probably do some bonus episodes about it um okay so what i want to hear where you've been eating and what you've been cooking so tell me first where you've been eating recently okay i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you a list and you're gonna tell me what you want to hear about I went to Varley, which is, which I had never heard about. Do you know Varley? 
I feel like I've heard of it, but remind me what it is. So it's right next to Ivy, and they're somehow related. Are they like I don't know? Do you know you know that Ivy place, the Ivy cocktails or whatever Ivy? It's on like Second South. It's oh where the- yeah, by the Salt Palace. Yes, it's yeah, where yeah, the yeah. old Cafe Melisse used to be. So Cafe Melisse has like a wine bar that they were next to each other before and now they're next to each other again in a new location you know mm-hmm. so um ivy and varley are somehow related but i went to varley anyway okay sorry i went to varley i went to franklin ave i went to urban hill are there any of those that you want to hear about yeah tell me about urban hill because you texted me and you said i'm at urban hill and i was like i wish i was cool enough to know what that means but okay i I was i was seeing a lot about it and i will say the space is very unique it feels like some the space itself and the vibe feels like something that is not already in salt lake so it does like fill a hole I feel like it feels it felt like very serious (laughs) and the space was huge so it's on fifth south like on the west side like across from Alberto's to the west oh okay interesting and it's like in a weird spot that's still under construction do you remember living in Provo and um pizzeria 712 was in like an unfinished like apartment buildings that's what it felt like it was like the it was like a lot the surrounding buildings that it was under are essentially under construction still but this restaurant is open um also the parking is confusing and you have to go in from third west i think anyway um and it's huge it's like very i don't know how to i feel like lots of salt lake places are like trying to be like really hip Mm -hmm. or like you know and like a young vibe this felt like like more serious and um I don't know I will say the staff I was mostly impressed with like their staff I don't know how to explain this but like it felt like everyone working there was like a career server like this was their job and they took it seriously and I was really into that like the I don't know it was that part of it was very like very satisfying because I feel like in so many places now you get some like 19 year old that has no idea and that doesn't care and you're like why am I paying all this money for you to like never fill up my water or something you know what I mean (laughs) And these people were very good at their jobs and it made me feel like, I don't know, it made me feel like they were, I don't know. It was just a really good experience. I will say the food was good, but it wasn't like the most amazing food I've ever had. Sure. I was surprised because based on everything there, it I wanted it to be like a really great um eating experience I mean I guess the experience was really great I wanted the food to be like spectacular and melt my face off and it just wasn't yeah what'd you get I think think everyone should go there to experience it but I don't think I will go back for the food anytime soon 
Okay. Um, the wait staff at Harbor, which I told you about yeah. last episode, felt very much the same. Like they were all older and they had all clearly been in hospitality for a long time and were very good at their jobs. And I was honestly surprised by how positively it influenced the experience. Yes, it really changes the experience completely. Yeah. And like, and that's so funny that you say that because actually that night, so that was our anniversary actually. And we, Brandon was like, okay, I have reservations at Urban Hill or Harbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but we chose this place anyway. Yeah. It really makes it so pleasant, I guess. And yeah, I got, I can tell you about the food. Okay. So also they have like two, the people that did this also have two other restaurants in Park City, Hearth and Hill and then Hill's Kitchen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if the vibe is the same cause I haven't been to either of those. Um, I will say the best thing that we, so we got the Brussels sprouts and latkes and we got cr- the crudo and I will say the crudo out of everything that whole night, the crudo was the best dish that we had. Okay. Um, the, we got the bass as our entree. Um, and we just like split everything. Um, I think we should have gotten, they have this thing called skillet rolls and I saw people getting it at the end and I was like, oh, I should have gotten that. And it's like just a pan of rolls and it looks so good. Like dinner rolls? Yeah. Like I think, I mean, I didn't get a super good look, but I think they're just like Parker house rolls, but they're in like a, um, I always forget the name of these, like a cast iron pan. They're in like a cast iron pan that they like bake directly in the pan, you know? Um, those looked really good. Um, everything, I mean, the Brussels sprouts, here's the thing. So at Franklin Ave and at Varley and at Urban Hill, I got Brussels sprouts at all those places. And the ones at Urban Hill were the worst ones I've ha- I had. Really? Yeah. They just like, there's something about Brussels sprouts. You need to get a good char. There needs to be some texture or else it's just kind of slimy and whatever and that's kind of what they were like there so don't get the don't get the breast sprouts the latkes were fine they again not super flavorful or super impressive I don't think but they did so somehow they knew that we were there for the anniversary they must have like some spot on the reservation for are you coming for a special occasion or whatever and they did comp our dessert which was nice we got a cheesecake dessert that was good I got like um the cocktail I got was really good so I mean it was a great experience overall I just really I wish the food was like as spectacular as everything else you know yeah yeah that's a shame um what about you okay so I we tried Jing Su Jing for the first time oh yeah um I texted you while I was there because I was like I'm uh you're more of a Korean food expert than I am it was really really good the dumplings were the best dumplings I've ever had really um, mm-hmm. um like so really... this is a korean place on like state street right and like yeah third ish and it's next to like a dollar store like mm-hmm. yeah kind like, of in blocks. the middle of like, nowhere it, yeah it reminds me of big like the i don't know what the store is but it looks it reminds when i think of it i think of big lots even though big lots is not a thing i don't think yeah but... and it's like an older couple who runs it and they have a couple people helping them there's like korean tv playing like it's not yeah it's not glamorous, but it's really, really good. Um, I do and- think, I honestly think, I mean, I haven't been to Myeongan a while, and I heard that that 
is better now. I I just don't think there's very good Korean food, but I do think Jing Sujing or Jong Su Jing Sujing Jong Sujung. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, I do think that that's the best I've had like around Salt Lake in a long like in the past five years. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was the spicy pork was really good. The ribeye was really good. Um, the kimchi was really good in a yeah. way that I was like, I need to eat more kimchi in my life. Um. <laughs> yeah it was fun and then we did uh, i've been on a burrito taco kick. oh my gosh i think I, it's cold and i'm sad we have really good burrito tacos in salt lake where well where'd you get yours oh you're saying we have them yeah i okay so the first ones i got were at fajita grill to go i'm trying to like find sandy spots so i don't always feel like i have to drive downtown to get good food and i'm having some success one of them was at fajita grill to go and the other one was at a place where's that it's in like this weird part of sandy uh in like this kind of almost abandoned shopping center and it's this tiny little place um okay. that fits like 10 people but it was really good and then the other one was T- Taqueria Agaya Loco which is off of State Street in Sandy and it's one of those places where you walk in you're like there's there's like a 50% chance I'm gonna get food poisoning but it's also gonna be worth it <laughs> you know like one of those like like pretty I'm not sure the health department has ever been there but the food is really really good really Um, yeah like really good chips really good guac and the tacos were just out of this world good so and I I didn't get sick (laughs) great yeah what have you been cooking oh man I okay Okay, also, we should mention that I started an Instagram for Beehive. You did. You're doing a really good job with the Instagram. I have not contributed at all other than sending you a photo of one thing I made. (laughs) That's okay. Um, I'm, I mean, here's the thing. If this was our full-time job, we would both be better at it. And it's just not. And so (laughs) I'm going to pre-apologize right now. The pictures I'm posting are not good. And this is more just a place for us to just throw things on so we can also like so we can kind of recap episodes and kind of you know put maybe maybe um you know have reference to things that we've talked about or also to remind us of what we're going to talk about for the next time we chat so um but it is like also nice for I I think for like different dinner meals or whatever so if people want to follow us that's great the Instagram handle is beehive eats podcast um you're doing a really good job you're doing a really good job with it um oh thanks meg and uh we got a i got my friend to make us a logo so we have a logo and we have some we don't have real posts but i do add to the stories i um last night i was flipping through stories and i saw one of your posts i was like what is this account i've because I didn't recognize Meg. I was like, oh, it's ours. <laughs> Don't you dare. I um, was so excited. The, the logo looks great. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I did change the logo last yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Um, okay, one of the things that I have made that probably the most ex- thing I the thing I'm most excited about having made recently is I successfully made corn tortillas. <gasps> I saw that. How were they? Meg, I am telling you, the corn tortillas that they are trying to sell us at the grocery store is a crime. <laughs> These people should be going to jail. <laughs> Had I known what corn tortillas are really supposed to taste like i mean i've had real corn tortillas at like taco places and stuff yeah but like but like the difference between a homemade corn tortilla and what you're buying at the grocery store is there is nothing that is the same like why are corn tortillas you're buying at the grocery store why do they fall apart when you roll them up like they're so bad yeah they're bad they're real pain so bad but how hard was it it was shockingly easy what? so easy that I made them twice in like a four-day period did you get a press no okay so I followed the New York Times recipe and it calls for like the masa the special masa corn flour stuff and it's uh it's like um and then some fat and they said you can use lard or oil and I had lard because I sometimes put lard in my pie you can just buy lard in a block at the grocery store so mm-hmm. I have, so I used lard and then it's like a cup of hot water and you kind of mash it all together, mix it all together. You let it sit or you knead it for a little bit. And it's not like it doesn't stay together. So it's very confusing. And then you leave it, you let it sit in saran wrap for like half an hour at room temperature. So then when you bring it back, you cut it into like, you cut it into how, like, I think it makes the recipe makes like 16 or 12 or whatever tortillas you. And then the trick is you have to roll it in between two pieces of saran wrap. If you don't have a tortilla press, cause I do not have a tortilla press. Yeah. And I try at first I misread it and I just rolled it onto my counter with saran wrap on top, but that does not work because you can't lift it up in one piece. Okay. So you mm-hmm. roll it out in between two pieces. You take, the first saran wrap piece off you like place it on your you flip it over place it on your hand and then take the other saran wrap off and then you plop it into your cast iron pan it sounds and really complicated irene it's not it's so it's really not complicated it's very easy and they are incredible they are so good i believe you i was eating tacos for like four days straight and I made them again and I just with the extras I just put them like in between parchment paper in my freezer like in a ziploc and then the next day I just like warmed them up on the griddle and then had fresh tortillas like it was life-changing I will literally never buy corn tortillas at the store again ever are you gonna get a tortilla press so I mean maybe so it does a tortilla press just presses them right it doesn't cook them well I think it's like a waffle iron right isn't it I have no idea I haven't looked into it I don't think I mean to be honest I may or may not I haven't thought about it because honestly I didn't think the process doing it was that bad okay wow so did you try and fry him how do they fry okay okay I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try it I gotta know um and um what was I gonna say what there was something else I was gonna say about the tortillas I can't remember now but they truly like I put everything in into a taco form like I had leftover Korean meat I made Korean tacos I had like it was they were just so good 
They were so Sounds good. great. Sounds great. What uh, else? Okay. I've been really into like breads and yeast lately. I made a loaf of brioche. I made a no need bread. I made this, the Mel's Kitchen Cafe. She made, she has like this easy twisted croissant French bread. So, and I posted a reel of it. I like watched a reel and was like, I need to do this. And it was so good. Um, I made Liege waffles. So I'm really into like yeast and bread right now. Like I have. I have these grand plans on the weekends to like clean my house or like do something productive. And then I just end up thinking like, oh, maybe I'll just make something with yeast and like use up my entire day for that. Yeah. I spiraled pretty hard a while ago and spent a Saturday making croissants. No regrets. Okay. Yeah. You told me about this. I actually, after making the croissant bread, like the what I don't sorry the Mel's Kitchen Cafe easy twisted croissant French bread I was like I could make croissants like I could do it and then I watched the Claire Saffitz there's like a 38 minute video on New York Times cooking with Claire Saffitz about how how to make croissants and I was at the beginning I was like I can do this I'm gonna do it and then I watched the video I was like I don't I don't think I can I don't know if I'd start with Claire's recipe because Claire's like very um serious serious and a perfectionist and um I I want to say like highly skilled in a way where there's no room for error but there are other croissant recipes that leave some room for error that's where I would start (laughs) excuse me because Claire's intimidating I mean she was like I just want you guys to know that you really can't do this at home and I was watching and I was like uh, Claire like, you liar I mean it really does just you just need to have the time because like it is a very time intensive process no that- yeah that's the whole thing like it's not that hard you're the hardest thing for me other than the time was just making sure no butter leaked in the lamination process because it can't be too warm and it can't be too cold right um so that that's the only part where I want to improve but yeah it's just like you have to be around to roll out the dough yeah over and some then butter the way she did day. it was ev- between every rolling out just as you're saying like to not allow the butter to warm um she like pops it in the fridge for half an hour or whatever and then rolls it out and I'm like you, so you have to be available all day, all day. To like, all day you know yeah which is like fine if you're like I don't know if you have a good book to listen to or something, you know, you just have to plan on not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, what about you? Okay. So the New York times, uh, food channel on Instagram is really fun. Uh, and they post a lot of reels and one was a reel of a guy making rice krispie treats. And I was like, rice krispie treats, like there's one way to make rice krispie treats. Who even cares? You know, but I was wrong because he browned the butter <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, that's like life-changing as it turns out, salts it. Um, and then he was like, when you're putting the Rice Krispies in the pan, don't, don't smush them in, like, just like lay them down, just like spread them out. So you're not compacting it. And it makes like such a lighter, gooier, yummier Rice Krispie treat. And he also put sprinkles on them. And I put sprinkles on mine. They were so good. They were so good. Oh my gosh. Not smushing them in. Yeah. That 
is genius. It's so genius. So you just like smooth it out, you know, but don't press down. You're just like evenly spreading without compacting anything. They're so much better. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you make it as normal, but first you brown the butter, um, salt the butter, then add the marshmallows, melt it all together, then add some vanilla, then add the Rice Krispies. You know, make sure that you've got a well-greased pan, put it in, don't smush it down, let it sit for like an hour and then cut them and they're perfect. That sounds so good. Yeah. They oh were my really gosh. Good. They were really, really good. This is the same thing that happens to me when I'm watching Top Chef and also British Baking Show is that I get, I want to eat this food so bad that I could like punch my hand through a window. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. I, you've got to make these. Oh, okay. I will. I need, I need to. Um, then I had a couple friends over, um, I sometimes forget that I'm a freak, like a food freak. And my idea of fun isn't everyone's idea of fun, but I was like, Hey guys, let's press some pasta. And they were like really nice to like humor me. But like I made friends come over and like do manual labor with me, but I forgot how much better press pasta is like fresh pasta because it's really laborious and time consuming and it's a mess. So I don't do it that often, but when I do do it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so freaking good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, um, what kind of pasta do you make? And what was the recipe used? Because I feel like every time I make it, I like have to re-look up recipes where I'm like, do I do this? Do I do the oil? Oh, no. It's so easy. Flour? How many? So I don't even do like the special flour. I just do all-purpose flour with some salt. And then it's two eggs for every one cup of flour. So okay. make a well with the flour and the salt. Put the eggs in. Mix it together. Let it rest at room temperature for 30 minutes. Divide it and start rolling it. So do you have the KitchenAid thing attached? I have no, I have one at Williams Sonoma that's just like you attach oh. it to the counter and roll yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and I need to get a new one because it's so old. It has like dried pasta gunk like in it. Like I know, and you're like not allowed to clean it. Yeah, like it's it's probably time. I've had it for 10 years and it's been well loved, but it is it makes really good pasta and it's really fun. And then I did a bolognese from Bon Appetit. <gasps> I'm that's on my that's on my menu for this week I freaking love that bolognese it's, it's so good so and you don't have good. to get veal you don't have to get sausage it's just pancetta. and pancetta yeah 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 it was really so really good. good and then I made an uh orichietti orchietti yes thank you uh with brussels sprouts sometimes I just go to Herman's and pick a pasta shape that looks fun and then I just google a recipe for that pasta shape yeah. and that's what happened here and it happened to be a bon appetit recipe so the brussels sprouts um I like shredded all the leaves off and charred them and then Ooh. added it after and it was really Yum. good it was really Wait, really you good. shredded the leaves off? well I didn't so sorry shredding's the wrong word but I just pulled all the leaves off so it there were no intact brussels sprouts it was just leaves did that take a long time? It took forever. <laughs> it took forever. Because I've had recipes where you like use a mandolin and you just like slice them all. Yeah. So that no. they all come apart. But wow. Find a good That's- book. I'm listening to uh, the apples don't fall far. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process. Um, Is that the yeah. Leanne Moriarty book? Mm-hmm. I've read all their books. I do. I did like that one. Yeah. Um. um I don't know. Have we been talking too long? We were going to do staple ingredients, but I feel like we've been talking a it's long been time. like half an hour, I think. All right. Should we save staple ingredients for next time? 
Sure. Okay. Next time we'll be talking about the staple ingredients, stuff we always have on hand. Um, we're going to bounce now and record a Bachelor finale bonus episode because The Bachelor is over. Praise be. And we're going to talk about everything that happened. What happens? Um, so check that out on the bonus feed and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.